Hi, I'm Buddy. And I'm Dude. And I'm Rodney. <coughs> Excuse me. And I'm Rodney, the creator, artist, and writer. And welcome to the world of Pitter Patter. Scribbling the adventures of these two sometimes lovable cats, I'm very excited to not only be offering issue one, but issue two as well. That's right, the first two issues of Pitter Patter are available through our Kickstarter for your enjoyment. The books center around our two harebrained cats, Buddy and Dude, cats from different sides of the tracks, and how they traverse the choppy waters that are their lives around the house, yard, and other dark and dangerous places beyond the door. But wait, that's not all. If you act now, you can get your grubby little paws and all of the shiny pretty things we have to offer. The goods are plenty. Pins, variant covers, stickers, trading cards, and more. Simply scroll down below and check out all the rewards, add-ons, and stretch goals. If you have a cat, love a cat, know a cat, or even hate cats, these books are going to be right up your alley. So come on, follow along, and enjoy the ride. And thank you all for checking out the world of Pitter Patter and for supporting our Kickstarter. For Buddy and Dude, this is Rodney Fike saying, so long, everybody. It froze. Yeah. If I die tomorrow, I hope you hear these words. I ain't here to flip no birds or sip no syrup. Hope the future generations can get this urge. Stay woke, youngin', and avenge these nerds. Uh. Recommendations to StreamYard. Please give us a queue up so it can queue perfectly. Because that did not queue. Wow, that is rough. the beautiful of life. It happens, that man. That's right. That's live. How are you guys doing was, tonight? It is Tuesday night. I'm good. I was just throwing off. I was like, wait, what just where's our yeah, intro? Exactly. Many, many, many things happened. But anyway, that was a great uh commercial that we heard in the beginning, um, featuring the Kickstarter for Pitter Pitter Patter. You can actually check out the Kickstarter link in the description. So make sure you guys check that out on the show. Um, again, there's still a few more days that you guys can um again support that Kickstarter. What's up, Jero? Jero, support the Kickstarter that you saw the commercial to. What's up? What's I up? Check out Jero and Nine days left. Nine days left. Yes. Uh, yep. Yep. And they are past their goal. So now it's stretch goals at this point. Yes. All the fun stuff. Yeah, that's this is the best start of a Kickstarter is getting the stretch goals. We want all the fun stuff. Also, shout out to Rodney for almost doubling their goal. Right, for Woo. real. Yeah, shout what's out to up? Rodney. What's up, George? And then what's up, George? So Yo. let's get through these announcements real quick because we want to bring our, our guests because Hold we up, really announced- quick, really quick. George, you eating a you eating a whopper right now? <laughs> Yo. The savagery. Yo. The savagery already. Yo. We're gonna do a whole nerds versus uh, catch the craze episode. That's it. It's it's gonna be um, it's gonna be ribs versus whoppers. That's what we're gonna call it. Oh, um, man. but first up, podcast Yo, announcements. So I'm sorry, man. I had a lobster roll today, so I'm feeling on another level. It's feeling bougie. So first of all, podcast announcements. So yes, uh, if you guys are following and you're subscribing to the Nerds at Around channel, you will know that the most recent creative series just came out featuring Aniba Rio. Um, the artist behind Forbidden, he's worked with Sam and Catch the Craze, part of the Crazy Crew. So make sure you guys are checking that out. You can check it on Spotify, YouTube. 
again, subscribe to our YouTube channel, subscribe to um, wherever you can subscribe to us on Nerds. Um, so yeah, like again, subscribe to us on Twitch, YouTube, show us the love. Those who are already subscribing to us, we love you guys. Thank you. We're on TikTok. We do fun stuff. I did a fun video with Tone that I posted up when we got the sandwich. It's there. It's live. And yes, Tone got the sandwich. <laughs> I, I did. I did. It was a good sandwich. Too much cheese, but it was a good sandwich. It was cheesy. Yeah. Uh, and Beyond Cons, virtual show, August 28th and 29th, free for um, admissions, free general missions, free for those to participate, but also, too, there are VIP packages and upgrade booths. Use code GETNERDYWITHIT to get 10% off. Go to InBeyondCon.com. Again, August 28th, 29th. There are over 30-plus panels already planned for this virtual show. Um, we have a lot of great artists, great uh, creators that are already going to be there at the show. So, guys, check out uh, Follow In Beyond 2 to check out those announcements as they are rolling out. I think the voice actor panel was announced, um, the sketch brew panel. So, there is a lot of stuff that is brewing. Um, next up on the list, Ghost Icon, Geeks House, Staten Island, September 4th, in person. We will be there in person conducting a live panel. And then September 5th, they will be doing a virtual panel. Their website is right there, ghostcon.com. Check them out, support. Um, if you cannot make the live show in Staten Island, check out their virtual show September 5th. So, again, there is something there for a bunch of people. Everybody, right? back to back weekends in Beyond Con Virtual, Ghost Icon. There's... Then, finally, in Criticon, October 23rd, 24th, we want to give Criticon a shout out. They'll be at the Poughkeepsie Mall, Galleria Mall. Again, you can check them out. Their website is there, which, again, be a big shout-out to Mike Lopez from Incredit Chat. If you haven't checked out Incredit Chat, too, check his channel. He interviews a lot of great creatives um, in the industry, so make sure you are checking them out. And, Tony, you have been spotted. That's it. Um, your 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 text privileges have been taken Ooh. away. <laughs> oh, wait, so George, George is like, my how bad, dare my you? Bad, my bad. That's not the First of all, first of all, let's not let's not take George's comments out of hey, context. You know, the me. He's talking about the fact that I called him out <laughs> eating a whopper. All right, let's let's not double dip on the comments, please. What's up, Angel? Yo, what's so up, first of up, all, Angel? so I want to bring out our guest because we have a fun packed show for you guys tonight. Got some segments for you guys. Um, so our first guest we want to bring out. He's been on the um the show before. We've invaded his show. He's invaded our show. He's invading our show again. We always love having him on here. He talks about the sin shop, the creative um genius um that goes through there and out. Um, talks about for all the makers out there in the Vegas area. He will definitely tell you more about that. Um, check out his links too, and check out his show on Fridays. He goes on 10 p.m. Eastern time. And oh, and Monday. Oh, Mondays. Oh, Mondays. expanding the lineup. So here we go. We want to bring out the one, the only. Mighty Pong, you're on mute. You are muted, <laughs> sir. Ladies and gentlemen, live and unmuted. <laughs> it is I, the Mighty Pong. Uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah. Uh, thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Uh, yeah, uh, we uh, do a show for this on behalf of the Sin Shop, which is a, a maker hacker space in Las Vegas, Nevada. S y n s h o p dot org. If you want to find out more about the shop. And uh, yeah, we do Monday nights as our uh, as our project stream, and occasionally on Friday nights we do a uh, like a live talk show type of thing. And it's been it's been awesome every time we've had you guys on. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Late, 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 nights. late nights, late nights, late nights, late, late, late nights. Nerds, nerds, because we're on the East Coast. Yeah, late, late, we're, we're gonna we're gonna redub it late nights with Pong. That's what we're gonna do. That's gonna be the next segment. <laughs> I'm not sure what's gonna be the about, but Pong. that's it. <laughs> After the next dark. Gonna it. there we go. I'm here for it. <laughs> Next guest that we have on the show. So we 
we've been playing and we 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 talked about him already. Um, you know, we've given them the congratulations on because we've been playing this video for the Kickstarter, giving it a shout out. Um, I've had the honor of getting to meet him in person. Him and his wife are awesome. They've built a great company. He is an awesome artist. He is behind the Kickstarter of Pitter Patter. I want to give it up for the one, the only Rodney Fike. Hey everybody, how we all hey, doing? Welcome. Hey. welcome to the show finally. <laughs> yes, thank you, thank you. It's good to be here. Yeah, so, Rodney, first of all, we want to congratulate you on your Kickstarter because you guys I have met your goals. Now you're into stretch goals, which people again you can go and check out in the description to Kickstarter. Get this man your money, life. support it, wave and smile, support wave it. and smile. <laughs> Bring us your money. All your money. Um, <laughs> So Rodney, uh, for those that don't know you, because again, we want to give you a little bit of uh, room here to talk about yourself and everything and being a first time guest on Nerds and Around, which we want to welcome you. We want people to know your origin story. How did you get into comics and what inspired you to create the studio Hazam Productions? Okay. It's Hazam Productions. Hazam, I'm sorry. That's okay. That's okay. It's a common mistake. Oh, where do <laughs> I start? The one thing he's not good at is names. <laughs> Well, he got my last name right, so that's good. There you go. <laughs> Real but, names, but but product names, fictional characters, not as strong as yeah. I guess. He, he, I guess. Called, he okay. called me the nighty bong for like three weeks. I was like, <laughs> wow. I was saying things. He had <laughs> bong on the brain. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so if we want to go back to my origins, we have to jump all the way back to the hop on the way back machine and go back to the 90s. Um, I did a, a black and white superhero book called The Superior Seven with all of my friends from high school. And we did five issues of that. It was It was in Diamond, so we were internationally distributed. Um, we, did, we did nine issues, but five of them saw print. And then we started coloring comics for a bunch of smaller studios and stuff. Did that for about seven years. Uh, and then went away for a little bit, came back, uh, met my wife. And we started Hasm Productions in 2009, I believe. And uh, we jumped in with uh, Pitter Patter, or not Pitter Patter, my bad, um, Peanut Pudding and Jelly, which was our first title. Um, because I, when, I, when I was doing the Superior 7, I did everything but draw. I wrote it, did background inks, uh, lettered it, did all the edited it. I was the talent coordinator for the company, all kind of shit. But I didn't. Um, are we allowed to cuss? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's, okay. it's nine o'clock. Okay. The kids are in bed. <laughs> okay, so I did everything but actually draw. So I really kind of didn't draw a lot for about 15 years. Um, so I, I messed up my back, blew my back out, and wasn't able to do anything. So I started drawing again. And then I, Tina and I met, and uh, we formed Hasm. Um, and my my wheelhouse as far as drawing goes is cartoony stuff. I was a big fan of Michael Golden growing up. And the car Chris Pachalo and Umberto Ramos and those real kind of cartoony styles. So that's what I could do. Um, and we started doing peanut pudding and jelly did six issues of that. Um, but it, kids book is a hard sell. So we kind of went away from that. And I started to be, I started to get be known as the, the uh, guy that does comics for kids. And I was like, you know, I got more to offer than that. So I want to spread my wings. So I want to do, I do this horror book, so I wrote Roadkill Rampage, which we kickstarted last year, and uh, so we've got we're working on issue two of that right now. Um, we'll be doing a Kickstarter for that in the fall, uh, and then Pitter Patter just came along in between, and uh, it just they just uh, our studio is in the basement, so I spend <laughs> all day long in the basement, and 
when we first met, I was allergic to cats, and she has cats. Um, so they wouldn't, they weren't allowed down in the basement. I was, that was my one rule. They can't come down the basement. So all day long, I would listen to them rumble around above my head, you know, <laughs> so I, you know, the pitter patter of their feet and it just got my mind spinning. And, uh, that's just kind of where, where the book was born. And, um, that, that's where we're at now. We've got the Kickstarter on it. We're funded. Um, you know, thanks everybody for, for helping fund. Thanks you guys for spreading the word. That's incredible that you guys run that ad every night. I deeply, deeply appreciate that. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a book about, it's, it's just stupid, funny Looney Tunes meets Garfield. You know, it's uh, just my chance to write comedy and humor the way that I grew up with it, um, where there are levels of comedy for the kids and levels of comedy for the adults. Because everybody remembers laying on the living room floor, looking up, watching the TV, and you're laughing at Foghorn, at Leghorn, and your mom or your dad's behind you watching it, and, and they're laughing, and you're both laughing for different reasons. So sure. that's yeah. kind of what I've created with Pitter Patter, you know. So, and it's just it's just growing every time I sit down and write for it. It expands. I get create new characters, and uh, <laughs> it's it's crazy. It's a lot of fun. No, and, I, and again, I love it. Wait, wait, someone's like, it only happens that Think it's, it's hold up. Let me test something. Okay, yeah. All right, Rodney, yeah, it's on yours. And because he hears me through the speakers, it's fine. It happens. Yeah, we're good. Right. <laughs> yeah, we're good. Okay. Um, so, no, yeah, no, it's it's great to see your stuff and everything because um, I remember again, we met at Rhode Island Comic Con. And just the way you also interacted with people too, who were just interested in stuff, you 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 not only like you enjoy showcasing the artwork, but you also enjoy providing people with um, you know doing commissions and everything, and and just having fun with people. Yeah, that's what I've seen what you do and everything too. Um, yeah, and, I've 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 never met a stranger. I love I love going to the shows. I love talking to people. Um, I love you know telling the kids about you know they have questions about artwork. I love you know. Cause I was in that position, you know, actually in, in we went to New York in 1989 and, uh, all, all, everybody there that was working on comics at that time, we were all the same age. And, uh, my buddy who was in the Marine Corps had been to shows in San Diego and in uh, Tokyo and all that. So he'd been to cons. It was my first con in New York city. And I was just blown away that people, we were the same age. And what was, what was the difference between the guy on that side of the table and me? And the only difference was that they did it and we were talking about doing, we had started working on superior seven, but we hadn't really gotten too deep into it. So on the way back from New York, back to Cincinnati, I was on a mission. And then we were back two years later with the first two issues. Um, and I love telling that story to kids because they think it's an unattainable goal and it's not. The only difference is, you know, we did it. Absolutely. I remember thinking the exact same thing when I uh, when I first started DJing in a in a former life back in the '90s. But um, yeah, no, it was the exact same thing. It's like you know, oh, I couldn't possibly do that. But then I'm like, well, I've met them; they yeah. can do that. Yeah. So yeah, I can do that. Yeah, when you come to the realization that the only difference between you and them is that they actually sat down and applied themselves. Yep. It, it clicks. You're like, well, shit, I can do this. I can write. I can draw. I, you know, let's do this. Yeah. And we did it. So do you remember the show Parker Lewis can't lose? There's a point. I do. Okay. Yeah. 
you do you remember that there was one scene where his his uh, his uh, his one of his siblings was just so mad at him because he could go to school late and he could do this and he could do that and he got away with it and he's like the only difference between me and everyone else is I try yeah like I'm not getting away with anything special that you wouldn't also get away with it's just right. I try you know exactly. and so that that kind of goes along with what you were saying there and that was one of my my early foundational things it's like the only difference between you and the people with success are they tried. Yeah. Now, there's yeah, so. other things too, but also. <laughs> but I also want to showcase this page here too, because this is, if people are following you, you get to see some of the creative process of Rodney Fike, which again, this is one of the pages from the book, right? Yep. That's uh, page three. Pencils for page three. And I again, um, you can follow Rodney Fike as you guys see here, Rodney Fike on Instagram. And I've seen you again draw at conventions, and your style is just phenomenal. I mean, what was um again? What are some of the things that you you said you like to draw in that classic style, that cartoony style? But you also have like this nice little shading right here with um. So you're very versatile when it comes to the art and all that too, as well. Um, and you do an art jam. Let's talk about that. You yes. do like a Thursday night SmackDown. So let's get into that. And then we'll jump into the next segment with us. But let's get into that. There's let's let's shout that out. So tell okay. us about what started the Thursday night SmackDowns and all that. And um and let our audience know a little bit more where they can see it and what they can expect. Okay. We do uh when I say we, I'm talking about me and my buddy Sean Forney. Sean Sean lives in Columbus, Ohio, and I we live in Cincinnati which is about 120 miles apart. Um, so when COVID hit, we had spent, you know, the winter working on stuff for the upcoming season. COVID hit, we couldn't do shows. So we had everything accumulated and set up and ready to go and no, no, no venue. So uh, Tina, my wife, got together with Stephanie, his wife, and we all kind of talked about what we were going to do, and we came up with a podcast. And it's called Thursday Night Throwdown and Friday Night Draw. And Thursday nights, we're on all of my social platforms. And on Friday nights, we're on all of Sean's. And what we do is we do a 30-minute sketch-off where every week people pick a theme and or a character. And we'll, we'll do like a couple weeks ago, it was Batman. So I did Man Bat and Sean did Poison Ivy. And you have we have 30 minutes to do a pencil. To do a pencil. So whatever you get done in 30 minutes is what you get done. We do it on six by nine Bristol and people can, uh, people can come in in the chat and they can buy the pencils if they want them uh, for $35. You can upgrade to inks for an additional 20 and colors for another additional 20. Um, and at the end of the day, you've got a piece. Uh, and then after we're done with the, with the 30 minute sketch off, we just spend the rest of the time talking nerdies, talking, you know, comics and movies, cartoons, and toys and until about nine 30 at night. And then we bounce out and, that's what we do. Um, but uh, yeah, go to, uh, let's see, Thursday night. So I'm on Rodney, The Art of Rodney Fike. Uh, the Haslam YouTube channel is where that will that will run. Um, and then Rodney Fike on Twitch. And then Friday nights, it's Sean, Sean Forney Art at Twitch and Sean Forney Art on Facebook. I love it. Yes. Again, I thank you for sharing all that with us. Again, guys, we have Rodney's links there. Support the Kickstarter. You have nine days 
to support this awesome Kickstarter of Pitter Patter. We're playing that commercial. We want you guys to support it. We want you to have Rodney's book in your hand. And again, um, if you hear or see that Rodney's going to be at a con, stop by, talk to him. Check out his artwork in person because, again, Rodney, I mean, dude, I can't say how awesome it is because, again, it, it just – by meeting you in Rhode Island, we had a great time. It was great meeting you and Tina. And um, you know, just like um my wife helps me out with a lot of stuff. I know Tina helps you out with a lot of stuff too. That's a press work. But again, I thank you for coming on and I thank you for now joining us in this next segment. Oh before before we before we jump to the other ooh, section, ooh, okay. I just I just uh you know just to you know just to say to you Rodney I I, I like that you and your friend were able to make your own version of the con experience. Uh, where people can watch someone draw and then you can you can price it out and you can sell it. And the yeah. fact that you guys are able to kind of create your own unique experience with your own audiences and kind of have that move forward in a conless world or digital con world that hasn't been as good as the in-person events, yeah. uh, I think is is something to definitely keep moving forward. And anyone who's listening who's trying to find how to get themselves, get that sort of feel, yeah. I think that's the way to go. Yeah, and um, yeah. to to, fo to follow that, um, people actually thanked us because they, you know, we were all stuck. We were all, you know, couldn't go anywhere except online. And we had people saying, you know, thank you so much for doing this. I haven't been able to go to a show. It's great to come on on Thursdays or Fridays and watch you guys. Um, you know, even if I can't make it, I'll watch it later. You know, and, and yeah, and, and I mean, people like to watch artists draw. Um, it's magic for them because they can't do it. Um, so it's, I mean, it's extra special and I'm just a goofball anyway. So when Sean is too, so we like, I mean, you guys are all goofballs too. So we just like getting on and having fun, you know? Yeah. It's, yeah. It, 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 it was really like back in what Tony said, great to see that. And they thank you too, because you, you came through last year too, when we did the virtual show, did a whole live draw, you were there for a few hours doing live drawings, interacting with people. So again, it, it, it speaks a lot for what you do and how you just like to connect with the community and all that. And and that's why I'm getting glad to have you on the show, bro. Cool. And, um, thank you so much for having me. <laughs> <laughs> but um, we, we're, we're going to go into a little bit more because um, actually, Long came up with this. Um, Law, what's your D6? I check for traps. <laughs> oh, man. So we 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 before you came in, we, we were gonna have Law roll a D6 and Pong, you're gonna oh, say odds my. or evens. All right. Okay. Let me let me know. Right evens. Oh. Two. Two. Okay. Rolled, yeah. Okay, so we'll 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 let law decide what we talk about first. <laughs> a word. <laughs> All right, um, and I'll let you do the introductions for it. Oh man! Oh man! Oh, you see, man. I set people I wanna, up. I want to. I want to do it. I want to do it in the way that I saw them today. So let's do Space Jam first. I feel like there's so much to talk about with that, and it's gonna be a good time. And Rodney, of course, you're gonna be our guy who hasn't seen the movie. But you're, because you have such a love for Looney Tunes and all things like that era, it's gonna be perfect. It'll perfect be reaction. just fine. You oh, don't, yeah. you don't, you don't need to watch the movie. Uh -oh. <laughs> wait, 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 warning. Uh -oh. Tony, spoiler warning. I mean, it's 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 patented at this point. Um, I mean, <laughs> I don't think we're doing it today. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't even know what to say at this point. We're gonna spoil Space Jam, the second Bugs movie. Bunny dies. <laughs> um, and it doesn't and, matter. Wait, and let me guess. LeBron wins and gets his kid back. 
<laughs> Who would have thought? Who would have thought? He went, he went from really shitty, wow. really shitty athlete dad. Rodney, are you showing holy, in the movie? Holy crap. My, sure? son ha- my son has feelings. My son doesn't want to play basketball. And I need to recognize that my son is talented in other things. So um, let me let me ask one question. When when he revealed that to his dad, did they play the Brady Bunch music in the background? I wish oh it would have gave the movie more character. If if the Brady Bunch was a Warner Brothers property, then they would have. That's, that's, that's what I'm saying. This movie, about that later. this movie, aside from the fact that it is a bullshit sequel to a great nostalgic movie for us from then. Which is, is literally equal to the commercial. Yeah, is is literally <laughs> Warner Brothers' attempt at a multiverse. That is what this is. Because, no. <laughs> yes. No. Yo, dude. Yo, LeBron flew through and went to Game of Thrones planet and went no. to all these other different planets. They have all these properties and said, you know what? Fuck it. We're just gonna throw these all in here. We've seen the Iron Giant in more movies than the actual movie the Iron Giant is in. Uh, like, come on, bro. <laughs> so what you're saying is they should have spent they should have spent the time and the money doing Iron Giant 2 than doing this. Yes. I want an Iron Giant 2. I want an Iron Giant in, in CGI. I, I think we all do. <laughs> yes, we do. We're waiting for I understand like how he could be in in I don't know what uh, a ready player one and then he's a fucking audience member in this one. I'm like, come on. Come on, let's get Superman some shine, yo. Come on, let's see it. Did LeBron uh, quit three minutes before the end of the movie? That would be true. (laughs) Life. So I I want to I I want to point out something here, which was Idol was and again this is like LeBron James has done better in other movies, but this was LeBron James acting as himself and. And, and I'm sorry, weird. it still felt weird. And like, I want to give it a hard pass. Like he was acting hard. as himself and failed at it. And I mean, yeah. failure is the first attempt at learning. That's what I call it. But it's I just, don't even it think was he was acting bad. as himself. I think he was just overacting this whole hyper at like, he's a superstar athlete and he's got his, he's trying to put his life onto his kids. And like this whole thing of you got to work, you got to work and not seeing past what his son is. I mean, even in, in Trainwreck, that movie from 2015 with Bill Hader, Amy Poehler, not Amy Poehler, uh, what, uh, uh, Amy Schumer, um, he's great. He's funny in that movie. He's he's funny. I have me when we watched it. He was a great addition to that movie. And then, and he's great with the memes. Uh, this on the court, him walking out the conference room with his bag and his sunglasses. I'm here. LeBron's a fucking meme. I just it just felt like out of place here. They told him be 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 that type of parent. And he was like, hold my beer. <laughs> he was trying too hard. No, he was. He, yeah. I, I think he it, um when it came down to it, because you had great actors in there, great cameos. There was a lot of cameos, but it, there seemed that there was a lot of overacting with the movie. And um when you stack it against the first movie, there was no acting. They were just it was like Michael well, Jordan was having fun. That's yeah, what he me, was doing. Let me ask, let me ask Rodney something. Rodney, what are the things that you remember most? Like off the gate, what do you remember most? And feel like should have been made an attempt or do you are you curious they even question to make an attempt for in this movie other than lola bunny other than lola bunny Uh, (laughs) let's see i'm trying to think back i haven't seen that movie in so long um his performance was cringeworthy yeah like 
Well, you know, the thing, the thing that, I mean, I was a huge Michael Jordan fan. Um, mm-hmm. Well, I mean, one, one of the Michael highlights actually was, in the movie. What's that? Michael Jordan's actually in the movie. Yeah. I, I saw that he was in a movie. It's, it's, it's for him, for me, Michael was just so in his element in that movie. It's like, like he wasn't even trying. It's just who he was. Um, so yeah, they 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 did a joke in the movie. So what happened was this is that they they still credited Michael Jordan, but it was Michael B. Jordan. <laughs> it was a dumb joke in the movie, and we were like, "Yeah, they're like we're gonna give you Michael Jordan, Michael B. Jordan." I, it was a funny scene. It worked way better here than it did there. Just so yeah. you know, <laughs> it did. It it was probably one of the better scenes in the movie. Okay, so did they have did they have the the big goon the goon squad in the in the in the sequel? They had the smaller versions of them there before they became the goon squad. But the version of the goon squad that no, they had in the, no, so the original, the original villains were called the Monstars. Monstars. Oh, yeah. Okay, and they, and they had right. the little versions of them in the movie at, on the sidelines cheering, but it was but like. W- but that was, was the original Goon Squad that was on the sideline. No, no, the the team was the Monstars. Yeah, not, the team was they, the Monstars. Oh, okay. There was no, there was no, there's no OG Goon Squad. It was the Monstars, yeah. right? And then we've got the Goon Squad, which I don't know what the hell they were thinking in of taking WNBA and NBA players and like morphing them into some sort of fucking fictitious fantasy type characters. I was kind of like. I liked what they did. I liked the first one because they just took the talents and they kind of exaggerated with that. Yeah. And the and the monsters were just playing basketball and being extra. You got a you got a you got a snake lady. You got a, a spider. You got a ad oh. as a fucking bird. Oh, you like it was it's, just, it's... You know, fire and water, dude. It was just like there was a lot going on with with the uh, with, with and they were really trying to riff off the fact that LeBron's son made a basketball game and that's essentially what they're playing. So that's they're right. they're playing they're playing LeBron's son's version of the basketball game he developed that LeBron as his as the character did not see the talent that his son has cuz this whole time he's for, forcing him to go to basketball camp when his son wants to go through an E3 game developer camp which if I it's not it. a real thing should be a real thing but absolutely. <laughs> I mean for me like I, I I lost the I didn't lose the plot, but I lost interest in it from the very beginning because he's in high school. It's the nineties, eighties, nineties. I think it was early nineties. A buddy of his gets a Game Boy Color, and his buddy, this is LeBron James as a kid. LeBron James's friend gives him a Game Boy, and his coach is like, "Wow, oh, you can't be playing the Game Boy. You got to be doing the basketball." And so, so what the what LeBron, a young LeBron James, does is he throws that Game Boy in the trash. If I was his friend, I would have been. <laughs> yo, yo, no lie, you're not wrong. Nobody like, remote batteries. This thing is cannibalized. Yo, Paul, just threw it in the garbage. Coming in here with nothing yeah. but facts. And uh, so, and now as to the as to the multiverse thing from earlier, this is why I reject and announce any thoughts of the multiverse. A multiverse. <laughs> requires any kind of story and there wasn't one they had people they had and this is you know some people are like, well you're being too hard on it this is for kids no they had in the movie on the sidelines you might be able to see in one of these shots in the background there were the droogs from a clockwork orange yeah there was right? uh, it, uh pennywise, pennywise? From it. yep 
uh, you know, like the like Night King, the Night King, the, yeah, Astros. yeah, like so many. Like where was it? Here it is. Uh, Frankenstein Junior. They had uh, RoboCop. You know, Gremlins. Okay, I'll allow it. The Nun from The Devils. Yo, for real. Oh my god, I thought I was going crazy. So Rodney, they um, pulled there... everything from Warner Media into this movie. <laughs> Yeah. So Rodney, hearing this, what do you what are your thoughts about the uh about just hearing some of that stuff about the movie? I now I can't wait to see it to see how much bad of a it's like a, a car wreck on the highway. You gotta slow down <laughs> to see what's going on. Now I gotta see it. Worth it for that. I'll tell you what, I'll watch it and let you know and I'll come back and we talk. <laughs> yeah, yes. Also, give me your thoughts of how much basketball is actually being played during the movie. It's like no well, basketball what? being played in this movie. Give me, give me a guesstimate versus the original movie, which was like I want to say a good seventy percent of the movie. Let's probably. at least. I'm gonna give guess me, probably what 30 percent. Less. Did really? someone do the math? That's being, that's being generous. Well, I, don't I, think, wish, I don't think anybody but, did the math. I don't think anybody did the math, but the the, the amount of basketball being played versus the entire runtime that it was, I want to say it was twenty minutes. But I mean, but I mean, let's, generous. but let's let's talk about there were some favorite scenes in the movie and we're going to talk about um, one of my favorite scenes because I think this is going to be a fun scene for us artists to draw is um, was the Porky Pig um, Notorious P.I.G. rap scene, which which was great. But why the fuck did it have to be in a trailer? They oh, released wait, that. They released that before the movie dropped and it got and it was trending and people were like people were sharing it because it is one of the better things of the film because it's fucking Porky Pig. Right. And he's rapping. And but why why release it? Like, you know, it's going to come to streaming. You know, people are going to watch it. People who watch the 90s one and people who are just like, whatever, it's the it's the HBO Max the theatrical release movie. We'll probably watch it as long as it doesn't do as bad as Tom and Jerry. Um, and. And yeah, I, I I don't understand why something like that, which was really fun and funny to see for like a minute and a half, had to be in a had to be released. It should have been released after the movie dropped, like the weekend. Like it drops on Friday, you drop the clip of Porky Pig rapping. I, I I mean I think movies do this a lot where they just drop some of their better material to entice people. But we're at a point where if you have HBO Max, why aren't you watching these movies? They're part of your subscription. All right, I'm gonna. It's like what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna send it to you. That 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 scene, and then you will let us know what you think about it. Also, you talk about the fact that Don Cheadle was the bad guy, and Don Cheadle was playing himself. He I literally, mean, literally taking, was literally taking his bad guys from his funny or die shit, and that's what he was doing. So, I could do the same thing on the Captain <laughs> Planet <laughs> thing right after yeah. that, just, just <laughs> killing people. Yeah. <laughs> Huh. You're a tree. You're a tree. You're a tree. You're a fucking tree. That's what he said, pretty much. Um, but it's it's, it's just fun. In just title alone, I felt like it. It, was, it didn't have. Not. I, they kept like referencing the old movie. They were like, "Been there, done that," and that mm. was it. That the, the most we also, got was like reference to. Also, like this bugged me, and that's just because we grew up watching Looney Tunes. The fucking voices were killing me. Oh, they, they were, were terrible. They were killing me. Like, I know, like, most cartoons, they really try to get voice actors to, like, mirror the original voices. And, like, yeah. they were just, they were just oh. off. Like, the minute oh. Bugs got on the screen, I was like, nope, nope, now, don't see, like that. That, that, 
Don't like that. Yeah. That's going to blow the shit out of me. You sure you still want to watch the train wreck? Yeah, because that's that to me was like, and I was like, Sam was like, you know, and I get like other kids are not going to get that, but like you made this movie for people who watched this in the 90s too. Yeah. Yeah. So Warner Brothers brought back the Looney Tunes for a reason. Did they though? So. So, oh, so no, sorry. I just sure. want to say real quick about about Don Shield. Is that cool? Go ahead. Are we good go. on time? Oh, okay. Um, on uh, on Don Cheadle, the whole movie starts because Don Cheadle is an algorithm that's in the Warner server verse. Okay, and all that that implies. Uh, so he is uh, uh, he's an algorithm, and what he wants to do is finally get known for all the good ideas that he comes up with. So he brings in Le- LeBron James, pitches this idea for him for LeBron James to be in a movie, but, but animated in the computer verse or whatever. And, and LeBron James hates it. And, and he thinks it's a stupid idea. And that's when the, uh, the, uh, the uh, algorithm catches feelings and the Cheetle rhythm uh, catches feelings. And, and he's like, no, screw this. I'm going to take over the world. Right. Okay. That's, that's the, the premise it's based on. Now, if he's an algorithm, shouldn't he know that LeBron James is going to hate that? LeBron James is not subtle about his hatred towards the computer arts. And later in the movie, it says, the algorithm says, I have every, every video camera, every, every microphone I can listen to, blah, blah, blah. If he did any research on, on LeBron James whatsoever, he should know that before he went into the meeting. He's he, he a was, rap algorithm. Can we also talk about the it's fact Facebook that, Warner, that, that, this, that Warner Media or whoever the fuck this is has an algorithm that essentially did what they did, and you have like a ticking time bomb Skynet sort of thing happening? Like, what? <laughs> like, this so, isn't so even wait, Google wait, wait. or Microsoft or Apple. Like, it's literally Warner Brothers has the algorithm. Warner Brothers has Skynet. Like, what is going on? So, you're actually saying they have this. that algorithm. So what you're saying is this is that so what you're saying is this, Tony, is that Skynet was created because LeBron James did not like its idea. Essentially, yes. And now it's going to nuke the world. Yes. <laughs> that's a funny that's take on it. And then we get oh, Arnold Schwarzenegger to come in, and now we combine because you know we can't get a decent fucking Terminator movie, so we might as well just throw it into the mix. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Yo. Why not? It was- <laughs> Why, not? Why, not? Why not? Just do it. Just do it. We, do it. I mean, we had every. We had. Uh, we had Mr. Freeze in the movie. The Arnold Schwarzenegger Mr. Freeze. We oh, had. Yeah. Um, we had the oh, Druges from Clockwork Orange. Um, we had Drogon. We- Drogon had so much screen time. Yeah, oh my god. Drogon just kept showing up on screen. I'm like, bro, I thought you burned the Iron Throne and took your lady off to the islands. What you doing here? (laughs) We had the the Mystery Machine crew. We had the Justice League. We had uh, Superman Daffy Duck um, trying to get into the Justice League. We had, um, like you said, the Iron Giant, King Kong, King Kong doing Pat 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 Real talk though, real talk. I was digging the animation of the, the, the mascara scene with Wonder Woman. Yeah. That I was, was digging good. that animation. Yes. yes. That I was, was digging good. that. I could that watch was that one of those good scenes too. King Kong's was animation cool. looked terrible. Yeah. Terrible. All right. So let's let's get on to, to everybody's seen some more war, right? Overall, the movie sucked. Uh it does not hold true to the nostalgia of the 90s. Um, if you have an HBO so, Max so subscription, so, so you can you can watch it, but you'll be you'll be disappointed because 
Shit. You, you want to know how bad this was? My kids are go off. My kids run up the wall. Like, they're nuts. They don't fucking sit still. My daughter passed out. Passed <laughs> out. Wow. Passed out. She had Chinese food like the rest of us, and she sat there and passed out. The girl don't pass out for no fucking movies. Uh, see, that's how we should rate this. We should rate this as, instead of four stars or two thumbs up, it's four passed out kids. Yep. Yep. <laughs> and, then, and my kid, my kids, we watch a movie three times in one day. I, she, like they'll just put it on and repeat. Like, and if they like, like That's we watch Raya, right? Yeah, we watch Raya. Raya paid for itself. Um, shit, they like the live action Scooby Doo movies. My God, them shits played so many times. I got tired of them. We played Space Jam one time. That's it. Yep. That's it. And that was enough. And so that like, was enough. So, so Warner say, Brothers. Let's, let's go to. Let's go. To, we're going to tomorrow, but Warner Brothers. Yeah. If you heard Rodney, he said it here. Rate your movies about four passed out kids. If it can't get poor <laughs> passed out kids, it's not going to play. That's it. So let's get into tomorrow. So everyone has seen tomorrow. War. No, no, the get... poor passed out kids thing is like a. It's like a golf score. The lower amount of passed out kids, the better it is. Yes. Right. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> knowing, knowing Warner Brothers, they're still going to mess it up. But yeah. <laughs> we just we, we just wanted to clarify that there was a method. Yeah, <laughs> some also, um, why do you have to bring Mad Max into this fucking movie, man? I'm sorry, like, uh, no. like, <laughs> like this movie is made so angry. I'm just because like Mad Mad Max Fury Road is a fucking masterpiece, and you want to just throw this into your shit movie? Come on, man. <laughs> Explain to me why they brought the Matrix into this movie. Yeah. The Matrix is 20 years old. Everyone that watched Space Jam is like, that was 20 years ago. And all the kids now are like, what's the Matrix? Like, okay. Rodney Troy, you know, still see this movie? Know, listen, you know how bad that reference is to the Matrix? I gotta movie? see it now. You know how bad that reference was to the Matrix? Fucking Shrek did it. And Shrek's old now. Like, you, like come on. <laughs> Movie is old. That movie's like, that? like Shrek is a classic. Shrek is yeah. ageless. Ageless. My kids watch it. Ageless. Okay. But come on, bro. Okay, I'm done. Okay. I'm done. Yes. The yes. only movie was Alma Dinkley, where I was not happy to see Alma Dinkley. We're, we're, we're gonna, yeah, we're gonna be on this movie forever. Let's let's move on to Tomorrow War, something that we can all talk about. Let's 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 recoup the night because we we see how Matt told it. Maybe they could have fixed the ending of Game of Thrones. I don't fucking know. <laughs> oh, God. Oh. So I want to get everyone. I'm gonna go around the room as everyone's overall feeling about Tomorrow War because again, I, I I personally enjoyed it. It was a pretty good movie. It was. It's just one of those movies you put in, you watch, and you enjoy it. So um, Rodney, we will start with you again. You were new on the show. I want to get your thoughts on Tomorrow War. How did you feel when you saw this movie and everything? I liked it. Um, it it held our attention, and and <laughs> I only had one thing in it that really bothered me. But other than that, I I, I mean, it was a good popcorn movie. I enjoyed the action. There was some some crazy ass action, um, but yeah, it was fun. I, I I really enjoyed it. I'm surprised how much I enjoyed it. Pom, you know you've been waiting to come on and talk about this movie. Ooh, <laughs> I have I have notes. <laughs> <laughs> One thing, Pong. He's had notes since we first brought this movie up. Uh -oh. like, am I in, am I in trouble, Pong? No, no, you're not in trouble. No, it's all good. No, no. Sebastian asked me if I wanted to come in and talk about this movie. I was like, yes, yes, I do. He, he replied in caps. Yes, I did. That's real. Um, okay, so there was one problem with the movie, and that is Chris Pratt. I'm done with him. He's not your I'm favorite Chris. Chris Pratt. In several different, everybody. Hates how Chris, Chris. Is rat is get that rat out of here. I'm done with him. 
because in the past three movies I've seen him and he plays the same dopey Oh, I'm I'm the kid that I'm really adult, but I'm really a kid, but I'm gonna do the dumbest thing possible because I'm I'm trying to be a man. No, stop that. Stop it. Ladies and gentlemen, Grover. Well, in that case, yeah. I want him very far, not here. <laughs> oh, my God. I'm fucking crying. <laughs> yeah, no, no. I'm just, I'm just done with Chris Pratt's character. The first half-ish of, a, of the movie was good. Once he met his daughter and just started doing every dumb thing possible, no, I'm done with it. And he, was, and he had a reason, you know, or he had the ability to stop it. He was the executive producer of that movie. He could have been like, wait a minute, guys, this is a little, my character is, is not that stupid, but he was that stupid, apparently. We're not going to leave anybody behind. We're just going to get another girl killed to get to not get the first guy. Remember in the tunnel? Yeah. You yeah. don't leave anybody behind. Come that on did, with me, everybody. Let's not did, leave anybody behind. That, aggra- that did aggravate me. I got to give you that. I have more, but I don't want to go on a rant for five minutes. <laughs> but you know, every time there's a every time there's a combat scene like that, there's always that one dude or that one girl that trips over a vine or trips over a stone, and yep. that one person causes three other people to get killed. Which means that you shouldn't do it because it's too goddamn cliche. Yeah. Yes. Oh, yeah, so like, oh, wait, wait, one, two, three, four, they're going to die. That's it. That person fell. I mean, you right know what, though? You know what? Yeah. I will give, I, this is when I, I'm going to take, I'm going to take a Seabass line where I'm going to give credit, though, right? Because that, that's, <laughs> that's what okay. we need for you, Seabass. You know how my thing is tone soapbox? We need one where you're like, but I'm going to give credit, though, because that's what you do. That's your shit all the time. You see Law laughing? He knows they ain't fucking lying. Look at him. Look at him. <laughs> <laughs> Don't fucking <laughs> you know. Right? Look. But I look. can give him credit, though. No, no. Oh so, 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 real talk. Real talk. Whenever that happens, like what Rodney was talking about, someone fucking falls, or, or it's always like, but it's always someone who's trained. Like they're trained. Yeah. They went to boot camp. They did the whole thing. It's like, yo, how'd you do this? At least all these motherfuckers are not trained. These are just random assholes that got sent 30 years into the future. Go go save the world with no training. Where would have been, been the best thing they could have done that I would have just got down on all fours and praised them is if they had some of those fat fat people at the beginning that were handed guns and combat boots running with them <laughs> and they trip or fall through the grate and they turn around and say, fuck him, that's what he deserves to so keep going. I'd be like, yes! <laughs> Well, the one dude, the one dude with cancer was like that. He was, he was yeah. checked out. Yeah, yeah. The one yeah, dude was, was with the cancer. He was checked out. Oh man, he was like Mr. Claw. Yeah, Mr. Claw. Mr. Yeah. Claw. Yeah. Oh my Law, god. Law, let's get your thoughts, Law. Yo, I'm in fucking tears right now. I think Yo. we've all broke Law. Oh my god. <laughs> Yo, I had to like remove myself from. from- Oh my god. Breathe, breathe. Rodney and Pong went uh Law, you watched the movie. What were your thoughts? All right. Um it was so coming straight from like watching Space Jam to this. It's a fucking masterpiece. <laughs> right? Relatively speaking, yeah. It's a fellow. It's like watching Phantom Menace and then watching Empire right after. Like <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's not the dumpster fire that was Space Jam. So, you know, a bit of a palate cleanse. 
Um, but palate cleanse. <laughs> Oh my God. I love you. a moist talent. <laughs> I gotta say, this has been one of our most funnest <laughs> conversations. I'm doing a taste menu <laughs> over here. Oh Listen, if you're gonna smell all these candles, smell the beans first so you don't get the fucking sense fucked up. Oh my God. <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. Keep going, man. <laughs> oh, I'm fucking serious. So, so I, I, so, I told you guys. <laughs> I told you guys. Oh, God damn it. It's so hard. This has been the worst like giggle fan I've ever had. So essentially, uh, it felt like Independence Day, slightly subpar, like slightly subpar of Independence Day. Throw in a little time stuff, slightly, like sprinkle time stuff that doesn't really make sense. But like halfway through the movie, it doesn't really matter because I was more invested in the aliens, anyways. So we didn't really need the time stuff to begin with. Look. Wait, 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 Real quick, I enjoyed it. It was a, it, like Rodney said, it was a popcorn flick. Me and my wife were not expecting much when watching it, and we're like, you know what? This is pretty good. And then we get out of the past and go back to the present, and that's when our whole, sh- that's when our shit went off, went off, went off the radar. We what? went. We say J.K. Simmons. Why is J.K. Simmons so jacked? Like, I didn't know. I, I, needed, I, I didn't. I didn't know. It. I didn't know. I needed J.K. Simmons with fucking biceps bigger than my head. Hey, but did you, you, you guys ever see him on Oz? Yeah, he no. was he, he, he was jacked on Oz. But he, he was not like a brick sheet house, and that was 20 years ago. But he wasn't oh, this shit. jack, and he did this for um he started working out again Commissioner, right? for Commissioner Gordon mm-hmm. when he was going to Commissioner Gordon in this oh. Batman movie. Really? Because like he yeah, he's more ripped because he was he was he was big in um in Oz, but now he just looks ripped. And he did yeah. this for when yeah. he was getting. I remember that picture because yeah, yeah, he had the he had the beard and he's yeah. doing the barbell curls. I'm like, what? Yeah. The fuck is going on? He, he was bald. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. He was trying to be he was trying to be Omni Man for real. Yeah, he was yes. he was he was Nazi swole and fucking Oz, and now he's yeah, that's exactly now, it. now he's <laughs> Gotham now he's Gotham swole. Now he's conspiracy Santa. There you go. Yes. Yes. <laughs> That's one of my favorite lines in the whole movie. We, me and my wife both busted out. Ah, come on now. So, so Rodney, we're gonna recommend to. I'm gonna recommend a movie to you. I saw it with Tone. Um, if you haven't seen it yet, watch a Mel Gibson's Fat Man. Oh, that, that was fun. We watched awesome. it. We saw Batman. it. Oh, Batman's man. fun. Yes, that was yes. fun. We enjoyed the hell out of that. Also, I love Walter Goggins. Like he is just. He's great, and yeah. anything that he is in, he's uh, such a good time. What's what's that? He's on. Uh, oh man, it's, it's HBO uh, with. Um, oh, oh, the Righteous Gemstones. No, 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 no. It's a series uh, with Danny McBride. Um, Righteous shit. Gemstones with the pastors. Yeah. yeah. No, th- that's funny, but um, they're teachers. Oh, um, oh, 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 vice principals. He's yeah, yeah, he's, yeah, he's hilarious oh, in that. Vice principals, yes, yes. Oh my god, he is. He he's, he slays me. Yeah, he's hilarious. So who was everyone's favorite character in the movie? In this movie, did everybody have a favorite character? Charlie. Who? 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 I said the end credits. 
the, the mama alien. That's <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. Yeah, I'll allow it. She was. I like uh, the volcano kid. That was like when his when he came yo, for his moment to shine. He like yo. lit up. He was like, "Oh, he it's like, my time to shine. Laptop, That's please? it. Yo, Give it to me." What a, what a flex. Laptop. Yeah. Please. Yeah. Who who who'd you had tone Rodney? Throw, who who you, who were your guys? I like, favorite? I like Charlie. Yeah, Charlie he was. Good. I mean, he had the best line in the whole movie. Conspiracy Santa. Come on now. <laughs> yes. Yo, for real. <laughs> for real. Man, it's. I mean, the, the movie was fun. I I love the future scene. Like how Tony said, like when they went back to the past, it kind of took me a little bit out. But I was like, you know what? This is just a fun movie. I'm just yeah. gonna sit here and enjoy the crap out of it because you kind of <laughs> saw what they're gonna do. But the that future segment. How did everyone feel with that future segment when they first? started falling from the sky onto this building. Yo. The statistics made no sense. <laughs> I, I said that ain't, five, they, that ain't five or seven feet. Yeah, like, y'all, y'all are falling from the sky, and then y'all have to hit a roof that's relatively close to you, right. yeah. and then said roof has to have a pool. Well, nope. they screwed up. Like they said that they was they, supposed yeah, to be seven feet. Right 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 like, oh no! Yeah. Threw them all off. Off. But yeah. the fact that they were falling thirty feet onto concrete on top of each other, and then Chris <clears> Pratt <throat> got his whole chest kicked in. I was like, bro, you're not just getting up after. I don't care what you're wearing. I don't care how jacked you are. But a dude is falling from forty feet above the air to. Full like boots to your chest, and you're just like, I'm gonna get up, help my boy Charlie up out of the water, and I'm gonna. Um, oh fuck! To, to be fair, Chris Pratt is the son of a celestial being by the name of Ego, who is going Not around to movie. different planets. Not, <laughs> Not, in this this movie. Movie. Not in this movie. I know, I know. That's my he is a guy. At least Star Lord's a lovable idiot. <laughs> in the first movie, yes. Every movie after that, he's insufferable. And Chris Pratt plays the same damn character in every damn movie. Jurassic World, same damn character. This movie, same damn character. Listen, if you're a Parks and Rec, I'm not going to watch Parks and Rec because he's probably just, the same damn character. Well, well that's it, just, it's literally his character from Parks and Rec just failing upward. That's all it is. Get a new character. <laughs> well, let's let's right. let's be real here. It goes back to Channing Tatum. Channing Tatum goes, I can't act for crap, but he's like, I'm still going to do this as long as they're willing to pay me. And right now. Chris Pratt is cl- clashing in that check. He's like, I'm going to cash in that check. I came from Parks and Rex. Look where I'm at now. I am a leading man in movies and all that. So cash that check, bro. Just cash it. Keep cashing it. I want to cash that check, too. I need I need to cash me some checks. Let's go. Um, the creature design. How did you guys feel about the creature designs when you got to see them and everything? What was what was some of your guys' thoughts? I was digging uh, it. I was I was I was I was, I was wondering what they were gonna be. I was hoping they were gonna be quadrupeds, and it was cool that they were like they had like they're shooting the spikes out, and um and like you really kind of feel because they have like those literally pack tactics. You're like trying to figure out like what's going on and where's the scariness of these enemies. It's literally like just the overwhelming number of them, and it's not just if they jump on top of you. It's literally they can just shoot you with unlimited rounds. I'm yeah. gonna put you last palm because I want to get Rodney's thoughts first because we yeah. know you're gonna yeah. go on your rant. <laughs> what are your thoughts on this? What are your thoughts about the creature design, Rodney? I, I thought they were pretty cool. Um, it kind of reminded me of, um, what, what's that? Uh, the TV series with the vampires. Um, the Strain. The Ooh, Vampires yeah. from the Strain. Yeah, that's a good one. Um, so it kind of reminded me of that. 
um, and 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 I got a little bit of a little bit of a predator vibe in there when they were crawling on the predator and aliens. Kind of all of that rolled into one. I was kind of waiting when I'm one of them would start blowing up and bleeding. I was waiting for the acid to start eating away somebody. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but I I thought it was I a, a nice nod to nature that the vulnerable points were the throat and the belly, which is yes. kind of every species is vulnerable point. So that was kind of cool. Um, but yeah, and just what, when they had the, the female chained up and the, her, his daughter said that she's secreting something. As soon as she said that, I said to my, smacked her on the shoulder and I said, pheromones, she's secreting pheromones. They're going to come after you are going to come rescue her. But sure enough, they, here they come and they can swim. Yeah. Oh, no. I, I, I was like, they can swim. I'm good. Um, no, they could, I mean, I mean, that they whole could swim. Scene. They must have had webbed feet. And we didn't see it because they were running so no, fast. They, they could swim. And then also, too, remember when they were getting the queen, the, the, the female, the first time, how they flew off the, the cliff to jump on the helicopter? Yeah, yeah. Little, so they oh, could, when they, I they saw that, flying squirrel wings. Yeah. I mean, literally, they're probably a bioweapon. That's literally probably what they are. Because you had the guys in the ship that you find out, which is also fucking nuts. Um, you got the the like you you got the space jockeys essentially carrying these dudes as like living bombs. Okay, I tell you what I want to see. I want to see these creatures. I want to see a movie where these creatures out in space run into the aliens or the predators, or both. Now that would be a fight. Yeah, yep, I'm in it, for it. I mean, because they, they, they can't shoot from the distance, which gives them a little bit of advantage over the aliens, but close combat, the aliens win. But Pawn has been sitting there ready to <laughs> rat on this. He's Ryan holding back. <laughs> He's holding okay. back. I have some notes. Number one. <laughs> so they're numbered. No, no, no. no so, so Refer to the notebook. It is. Just, I just two. Need, you know, can, you, can you do the... Do you have a... You... Oh, I will. So number one is, let's say I'm an alien, and I'm going to go bomb a, a place. So I'm going to wipe out a species. Here's, nice. Here's what I'm not going to do. Put a creature on that planet that's going to eat everyone and everything because I want the natural resources. I just want to take over the planet. This makes less sense than the aliens from Signs. Okay? Oh, water kills us. Hey, this place has 75% water. Yeah, just don't step in it. All right, here we go. You know, like, like, what are you doing? Okay, that's, that's number one. Number two, I found it interesting how the uh, the these these uh, 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 creatures that were just tremendously powerful and they can do this and that and thus and such and shoot the spikes and the things and they've got they got spikes coming out of everywhere and blah blah blah. But at the end, all the dude has to do is give him a Mike Tyson uppercut, and all of a sudden the 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 female one is just just screwed. She just had to, you know, like, I think it's pushed back and then A and then forward or something like that. And now she's down. <laughs> like, like, I mean, she was, she got hit a number of times yeah, before. Yeah, she did. That's yeah, true. She took a lot of punishment yeah, before. Yeah. Yeah. They, had they, had to they had to nerf her a little bit. I mean, yeah. also, like, can we, exactly, like that, yeah. also, that scene at the end where you think J.K. Simmons is going to die. And I think he should have, right? And then Chris Pratt just comes out of nowhere and fucking football tackles this thing. I was like, I'm yeah. done. I'm out. I'm, yeah, throwing, that, yeah. I'm throwing the yellow flag. Yeah, I that was a little hokey there. I mean, but, but you know what? That wouldn't have been pass interference, so it was okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. We don't know what pass interference is anymore anyway. You know? Exactly. Like, I, also, I also feel like that whole last scene was too much. Like, yeah. 
it, it was it, it was maybe like five sequences too much where it was just like for the love of god one of you guys both of you guys all three of you guys just die at this point somebody <laughs> die give me the sweet release of somebody die because like oh no dad watch me oh i got you and like then like the the queen just kept coming back and i was like all right but honestly, guy. wait, but right they now. did the smartest thing that I've ever seen in a in a creature fight movie when he was like, no, no, when they were like, well, yeah, but when they were like back to back, son, when they went back to back, you never see them do that in any other creature fighting movie. Like we had the train Marines and everything. You've never well, seen anybody call back to back and yeah. they were like back to back. I was like, that's dope right there. That that saves this whole scene. That's because the, the space fact Marines weren't in Nam. That's why. <laughs> Wow. You know what I kept waiting to see is at the end, because she was a female, and they kept, you know, reminding you that she was a female. I kept waiting for a cutaway scene where they come back and she's all splattered all over and there's eggs everywhere. I did yeah. too. I waited for that. I was Yo, waiting for that. I was waiting for her to just straight up give birth while running. And I was yeah. like, oh, it's about yeah. to be a whole oh, problem right now. Or the uh the patented uh, 2000 Godzilla, where there's one egg left. <laughs> we we have to come back to the catwalk scene at some point because that's my biggest point of contention with this movie. Okay, let's, let's, we're, 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 we're talking about the. We also need to talk about the time travel. We do have to talk about that. Totally, but while we're talking about the 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 end in this this general vicinity, and I guess kind of time travel. Maybe this is a segue to that. I don't know, but the whole reason that that the crisp rats team was sent into the future, right, was to get the research that, that this, this this general or corporal or whatever his daughter was was making, right? That's the reason that they sent him, was to get this research because they might be able to make something that gets rid of the aliens, right? And then he comes back with a bottle of it, and they're like, nah. He comes back with a vial of the thing that they sent him to get, and they're like, I don't know. That's yeah, that sounds that. Yeah, that yeah. didn't make sense. I, that, you know, it well, felt very uh, reminiscent of the incompetency of government. So, well, you know, that, yeah, that's yeah. the way I took it. Is is <laughs> yeah, and, and that's uh, the way. You know, I don't want to go down a political rabbit hole, but politicians now are afraid to pick a side because they don't want to be painted with one brush or the other. And that's yeah, exactly yeah. what it told. That's that's exactly what that displayed to me. He didn't I mean, have the balls to stand up and say, "I'm going to make a decision." Use it. Let's try something, or I'm going to send you to Russia. Yeah. Because if if it, he didn't want to take the blame, but he was certainly going to take the credit. Like he right. did at the end. Exactly. Yeah, and right. that's every politician I've, I've, I've ever met. All the chips fell. And he was like, "I, I did it. I'm. I, I sent an operation. I'm like, I, I would I, do it again. Bullshit. Yeah. Because yeah. it yeah. it's. Like, and I think it just double dips in the fact that this this movie literally is a it's a global warming movie. Like the way they talk about it, how they're in yeah. Russia and how they're frozen in the tundra, and like after all the global warming hits, and this that's the reason why they show up because the fucking ice melts. Right. Uh, so like I think tying in, you know, the go government incompetence and all this other stuff, like really just ties in that whole narrative of the global warming message that the movie was trying to do and like literally shoving it down your face. They should have. They should have <laughs> had Al Gore make an appearance somewhere. Mm. Ooh, yes. A rejected <laughs> announced that government can't do anything. He did. He did. He was one. Of, he was one of the guys that went on the first wave in <laughs> <laughs> the future. <laughs> mm. I'm, I'm curious what the sequel is going to be since we are getting a sequel. Well, Wait, I that's, that's why, why I, I was waiting for like 
Yeah. I was waiting for an after credit scene, and I saw there was no after credit scene. But I remember you saying that they were going to do a sequel. Yeah, that's what. Why that's what and how? So this is the beauty. This is the beauty. So <clears throat> this is this is uh this is the Independence Two Independence Day Two factor. So I never guess anything right in movies. I'm awful at it. My wife is great. I'm awful at it. I guessed a huge plot point in Independence Day Two. The fact was, you know how you have the one set of aliens Independence Day. And you're usually good if it's one set of aliens and humans, cool, suspend belief. But then they introduced a second alien in Independence Day 2, like the savior thing, which to me automatically, if you're now in, if you have another alien, that means there is factions of aliens in this world. And you find out Independence Day 2 that there is a galactic federation that they're trying to bring the humans in to fight said aliens from Independence Day. It's fucking nuts. I called it. My wife was like, that's ridiculous. Mm. So we, ne- we know in this movie verse that the aliens we got are weapons and they were driven here and flown in by a ship of different aliens. So potentially it might be because of, of travel time for signals in space. These aliens can now be coming, figuring out, hey, where's our ship? And they find out and that's the next Tomorrow War. Because you now have two rounds of aliens, which means the amount of aliens can now compound on itself. And I hate to admit, but that's a good premise. Yeah, I mean, we may we may get that crossover: aliens, predator, um, Doctor Who. You know, just throw them all in there. <laughs> yeah, oh, make sure that you include all of the other Warner Brothers property, like RoboCop, Beetlejuice, Gremlins, yeah. The Flintstones, <laughs> oh Jetsons, Herculoids. Honestly, don't. Oh my we, God, that's who. And I, I, and I mean, I want, I want to um, touch up on a note on this. I, I do want to say though, one of my most favorite scenes was the uh, when they were on the oil rig, on the, on the lab, on the water. That was just an intense scene when all the creatures started coming out to attack them, and they had to go back. That scene was pretty intense there too. You see everybody just fighting and all that in the firefight. That was a pretty dope scene. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, what I want to know is how they figured out time travel with duct tape and bubble gum. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like it was Don Cheadle's algorithm, wasn't it? That, yes, that's it. That's it. That's it. <laughs> right back. The algorithm switch wow. jumped from Warner Media to Amazon. Rodney from downtown. Right. His Don Cheadle's algorithm is the reason why Jeff Bezos went into a fucking went into a dick into space. How's it go? Dame time, dame time. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so we're at the next. It all connects. One of the most ridiculous episodes we've ever had. This is oh, we, got, we got to talk about the catwalk though. If you're if you're there, oh, do we have time? Right, we, we got the catwalk and we got to do the time travel. We got okay, to. Okay, okay. I'll let you last guys. Two bits, up on the, last, last two bits. We'll go up on those two bits, okay. and then I really want to get Pong and and Rodney to really get into talking about what you guys are doing, and then we'll close the show from there. But let's start with the catwalk. Let's go on the catwalk. Go over the time travel, and then we'll go on the closing bits. Super fast. The guy has fought his daughter is going to die in order to bring back this serum to the to the whatever to the to the present day he's it is it is it is time the clock is ticking down he's almost succeeded with his mission and this jackass jumps off the gd catwalk (laughs) 
to save what? His daughter is falling into aliens, which if they weren't there, she would be falling into fire, which if that wasn't there, she would be falling into the goddamn ocean. She's dead. She's gone. And you have in your stupid pudgy hand the ability to save humanity. But you're not going to do that. No, no, no. You're going to jump off the GD catwalk. I'm done with you, Chris Pratt. Yeah. It's the same hand that he punched Thanos with. <laughs> oh. Mm. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, how you learn these voices? That was my least favorite part of it. Okay, it didn't, we, we, it didn't make sense. I'll be honest, because he did it. I'm like, yo, what are you, what are you doing? What are you doing? Like, because we already figured out the time travel rules at this point that this like, version of his daughter is not going to be the version of his daughter that he's going to save. He can't. Right. Like, they all, the all these kids recognize that my timeline is going to end and I'm going to die, and it's yep. literally to save the past, which will yep. be a different timeline. That's yes. it. Like, and he's yeah. seconds away from victory. Yeah, seconds away. Yep. Could have lost hands. I'm gonna save my daughter. And now let's go with that time travel. Let's go with those time travel bits. So I think you just touched up on it. It's like they messed up on that. What well, was it that they messed up? It took me a while to figure out what the time travel rules were. That was my what problem. Were they? Uh, it was the basic. It was the basic splitting timeline. Yeah. You go whatever you do and whatever you're doing in the future is is not going to affect the past. So right. they had okay. to get the information from the future, bring it to a past, and create a different branching timeline, which I was trying to figure out what that was because they don't really present it that way because they're pitching it right. as like, we're saving the future. I'm like, what future are we saving? Because that's right. usually not how it works. Mm-hmm. <laughs> not back to the future rules because uh, according to Scott Lang, back to the future's bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> I think we, we we need to call the TVA on this and find out the time travel rules from the TVA. But um, we're at that moment because, again, I want you guys to uh, – <laughs> there's a lot we could continue to talk about with Tomorrow War as people can see. Cause, and, and we had to cut Space Jam because there's a lot of uh, Pong and Tony Anger with those movies. But uh, I, I have wanna, a feeling. I <laughs> I want to get into, um, again, Rodney, I'm going to give you the floor now. I want you to, again, pitch the Kickstarter one more time as we have you on here. I'm going to give you the solo layout. Go right ahead. There we go. It's Rodney. Oh, dude, that studio is awesome, man. It's a mess right now. (laughs) That's the cat-free zone, right? Not anymore. (laughs) (laughs) So, okay. So uh, we've got the pitter-patter Kickstarter going now. It, It is funded. We're into the stretch goals. And uh, if it's not your your cup of tea, and we ask that you please share it with people that might enjoy it, um, it's going through uh, August sixth, um, and it's not just one book; it's the first two issues. And now that we're at fifty backers plus, uh, we get a, a, a PDF of the Scarlet Huntress, which is Sean and Stephanie Forney's uh, book about uh, werewolf hunter. So you're getting that as well. Um, so please check it out. Um, go to hasm.com and the links there in the, in the comments and check it out and please back it. Give us some love and, uh, spread the word for us. Thank you, Rodney. Again, guys, you heard it here and you guys have seen the commercial. If you want go right back, see the commercial. It's in the description, support the Kickstarter, get those stretch goals and check out their website. Again, they have a bunch of great stuff there for you. Um, if you're getting, at any show you happen to see Rodney and Tina there, talk to them. 
Rodney and Tina are awesome people. And again, table next to you guys. But next time, we're going to give you the floor, Pong. It's not about Chris Pratt, but it's about what you're doing. Let's go. <laughs> All right. Uh, so yeah, I do a, uh, I do a, a uh, actually I operate a channel for the Sin Shop, which is a, like I said at the beginning of the show, a maker hacker space located in Las Vegas, Nevada. And uh, we give uh, people the ability to uh, pay a membership and you come in and use whatever tools you like. So whether it's a shop bot or a laser cutter, a 3D printer, whatever, we have the tools to let you make whatever you can think of. And uh, uh, we are at sinshop.org if you'd like to find out more information about the shop. And uh, also, we do a, a live stream on twitch.tv forward slash sinshop. That's S-Y-N-S-H-O-P. And um, we do a uh, Friday night show on occasionally, occasionally, which is more of an interview show. Uh, but on Monday nights, we do our project stream, uh, where several of us get together since the shop is, is still closed right now because we're, we're in the middle of a renovation. Uh, but, the, uh, but we get together and we, we work on projects and, uh, and show them off for you. And, and we, we chat. And usually I end up in a long discussion about Behringer. If you think I don't like Chris Bratt, you should hear my thoughts on Behringer. But, um, but yeah, that's basically it. Uh, sinshop.org. That's S-Y-N-S-H-O-P dot O-R-G. And uh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, oh, super last thing. Uh, coming up in, uh, in September or October, uh, there is going to be more robot fights. We've started working with the people from Team Jackpot uh, on BattleBots because uh, they're Las Vegas natives. And uh, we did a live stream for them on uh, back on July 2nd. And we've got more coming up later on in the year. So watch that space. If you like seeing robots fighting, uh, we've got some of that for you. Yes, and make sure that the robots don't have Don Cheeto's algorithm in it. Exactly. <laughs> it would instantly fall apart. There you go. But uh, no, this has been a fun. This is, I, I've never laughed so hard. And I think we broke law in this episode. <laughs> a little bit. A little Again, bit. This has been Shut. another great episode. There you go. <laughs> Done. I, I'm losing my voice. Um, but thank you guys again for coming on. This has been another awesome Nerds and Around. It's your host, Sebastian. It's your boy, Law. Anybody tone from across the hall. Stay nerdy. Peace. Peace out, everybody.